Good evening, and well, I mean, good, good, whatever time of day it is for you, and welcome to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. Happy commute. Happy commute. Happy workout. I know people listen to podcasts where if you're painting, don't mess up. Uh, you want more water. Use more water. Um, if you're also also if you're painting, you should probably grab a beer. I always laugh a beer when I yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, it, makes, it makes your washes much smoother. The, something about the, the carbonation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, as always, I am Rudy. I'm Al. And Weird, because I used Alan. my last name. He's Al and Alan. It's just getting shorter every time. Every time. Pretty soon I'll be <laughs> R. You'll be ah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> my name is Rue, and I'm ah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, welcome to episode nine. Uh, we're gonna do another master spotlight like we did last time, just because neither of us got a lot of games in. So our update section will hopefully be relatively short. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the PDX Malifaux uh, beta campaign, uh, and I'll give my brief thoughts in the beginning of the campaign, and then next week we'll go a little more in depth on what we're doing for uh, campaign stuff. Uh, I may try and secretly get Alan into our campaign by making him play games against me and getting points like no. Uh, I won't get extra points because we're only allowing one game per week, which is actually one of the reasons why I think our campaign is a little under-utilizing what we could be... Well, I'll, I'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, and then we're also going to talk uh, very briefly about uh, Charles Hoffman, the Guild Rob- Roboteer, um, and uh, sort of master spotlight, master spotlight on that gentleman. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Mistakes were made. Right. Podcast. Yeah. You should talk about your games first. Okay. Because uh, I normally on. do, because I play more, but you actually played two this week. So. My God. Uh, so my first game this week was against Dan Johnson of the Before Weekend. I, I, I often play against him because he and I are usually the first people to the store. Um, and because we're often, like, very fr- infrequently are we... Uh, there together. So, like, if he's there and I'm there, we, ju- we just set up a board and get going. Um, so this week, he played the Dreamer, and I played... I, I Because I have a small bag now, I have to sort of choose who I want to play beforehand, which is easy to do with this Mistakes for Made thing, because I know who I have the fewest games played with, I know who I want to try and get on the table, yada, yada, yada. So this week, I was pretty set on playing Molly, but since I don't have a lot of horrors, I was set on playing... Um, forgotten Path Molly, which means I was bringing all my spirits and Datsuba and Chikomis and all them and I don't have any bells, so I put a couple of performers in to be bells, basically. Um, mm-hmm. We flipped the scheme and Dan got very excited because it was, or the strategy because it was Headhunter. Uh, we flipped schemes and they were really weird. And the two that both of us saw and thought that this is, this is possible were deliver the message and breakthrough, because breakthrough. I mean, so my my plan was I brought a couple of necropunks if I needed to. I could have started summoning things on his side of the table and pushing them over to you know sort of into the field goal range, I guess. We did. We were in flank deployment, so it was going to be really easy for me to get ski markers down uh, for breakthrough, but. 
I'll get to it in a minute. I brought uh, <laughs> I brought Molly with uh, Forgotten Path and the one that gives her the zero action one AP thing. Yeah. Uh, huh? That's that's Forgotten Path. No, the that's but then the one that gives her the not the three not the Gorg not tier the Gorgon but the other one. <laughs> the 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 zero action to give a spirit one AP is on Forgotten Path. Right, but then I got that other one that's a one. A Hold on, let me just I'll grab the bag. <laughs> Molly, uh, I also took terrible knowledge, which gives the zero action obscene truth ability and uh, philosophy of uncertainty, which says if this model. Ah, right, right, right. Um. Yeah, the they the yeah. Then I, I don't usually bring that. Yeah, I, I didn't end up. I think I used it once, but it didn't end up working out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I took Datsuba with Spirit Beacon. I took Toshiro, but because we were in Headhunter, I didn't want to bring um, Command the Grave. Summoning. So I yeah. took uh, Necrotic Preparations and Unnerving Aura. The hope was uh, Necrotic Preparations is the one that gives him the ability to uh, that gives gives out the ability to have Bloated Stench, but he already has Bloated Stench but it also gives you a positive twist to um, disengaging strikes. So my plan was to move him into an area and then just keep people there. <laughs> so if someone tried yeah. to run away from me, they would, I would have a positive twist against their disengaging strike, and then if they started and ended their turn, Unnerving Aura, which is the other one I took, would do damage to them. So my hope was to yeah. move in on somebody, make them start, and end their turn inside of the aura and die. Uh, that, we'll get to that also. Uh, and then I took two Necropunks to do all of my scheming. I took a Bell, a Nurse, and an Onryo to sort of prep the... The Bell was to do some luring to try and get people onto my side of the board so that I could drop head, head markers on my side. Um, the Nurse was to buff early game walking and potentially heal things as they need to be healed. And the Onryo was to sort of free sort of warm up the spirit factory. If I had a if I had a spirit on the table I could pre-adversary something and then summon a you know like a hanged in there or something to give him extra to extra threat. His list, if I'm remembering correctly, was uh, the Dreamer with Andreaming Weens um, and the Shooty Dreamer upgrade, not the Summony Dreamer upgrade. He brought Mr. Tannen. I don't know if he had any upgrades on it. He brought a Teddy and another Teddy and a Baby Cade and a Terratot. I think the Teddies had Mimic's Blessing on them so that they had... Uh, you give out minus to attacks on charge and shooting abilities, which was just brutal. Uh, and then a Baby Cade and a Terratot. The Terratot was to do breakthrough and stuff, but we'll get to that also. Um... Lessons that I learned. A, don't go into a headhunt scenario without some pretty decent beaters. Um, I didn't have my rogue necromancy on a base. I didn't have the, the cards for the carrion emissary printed. I also don't own a dead rider. All three of those would have been really great in this situation. Um, or uh, Izamu with Spirit Molly? I don't know where my Izamu figure... You should figure, get him. My Izamu figure... You have him. No, I had a, <laughs> I had a proxy for him. And I don't know oh, where he right, I remember that. move. I think he fell out of the bag yeah. or didn't get put into the, the car or something, but I can't find him since we've moved. Uh, so I do need to get him because he's great. He would have been great in this, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I learned was I didn't have nearly enough things to make murder. And the spirits are so fragile that 
I mean, while yeah. I'm able to summon them and they can do great things while they're around, you know, if I could have summoned in a student of, you know, Sinew or a student of Viscera or one of the any any of the big beater horror guys, uh, you know, punk zombies. Uh, punk zombies would yeah. be great because they can do, you know, I could do crazy damage without having to target Tannin. You know, Tannin would have to defend against something whether I wanted to cheat against him or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I didn't have that or anything. Um, B, the Dreamer can push Teddy really, really far. Um, yeah. I push. I've seen it. I push my Necropunk <laughs> way cool. out into the corner to try and get ready for deliver the message. And the Dreamer sort of pushed forward, and I was like, yes. And then he pushed the Teddy, like, halfway across the board. And then uh, freaking Baby Cade pushed him the rest of the way, and then Teddy activated, punched my Necro... Charged, punched my Necropunk, dragged him back. Baby Cade got to take an attack for free because of Pounce, killed the thing, and then Teddy just sort of wasted his second action. And then at the beginning of the next turn, which is turn two, so on first turn, he had Teddy, you know, 18 inches across the board and killing something. Um, And he had an extra AP, too. But uh, the next turn, Baby Cade grabbed ahead, and the Teddy sort of moved out. And then on turn three, he snapped Baby Cade into another, like, just ideal position. So Teddy is killing things on turn one if if you're playing Dreamer right, apparently. So I lost both of my oh, Necropunks yeah. by the end of turn three. I was able to get a couple of scheme markers down for breakthrough, but had he wanted to, he probably could have cleared them pretty easily. Um, he pushed his Teddy into engagement with Molly, and while I was able to kill the crap out of the Teddy, it was after he had delivered the message on turn three. And I didn't have any Necropunks anymore, nor could I summon them. I mean, I could have done it with a Shikome, maybe, but... The chances of me pinning down the Dreamer without a Necropunk were were very low, uh, and we were sort of talking in the club about starting up our um, our campaign games this week. So uh, Dan and I called it. Um, I don't know what the score would have been, but he absolutely had me. Uh, so I would have guessed like minimally two to four, ideally seven to ten, probably more like four or five to ten. He he just had me on the ropes. I was pretty I was pretty hosed. So you were playing deliver message and breakthrough. What was he, he was he doing the same he thing? Also doing okay. deliver message and breakthrough. Yeah. So like he would have had yeah. to push like Teddy and Baby K down into my backfield to do it, but he had it. Like he could have. Dotsaba oh, did yeah. a good job killing the um killing the Terratot. The Terratot, but because Dotsaba's range is one inch, she took a lot of damage from Black Blood for it. Yeah, um, it's the problem with spirits. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was. I th- I think that I I chose. I mean, I'm I was limited by my models, which I is. Think that, yeah, that. I mean, if I had had meters and I had had cards and I had had been I had been able to like stand toe to toe with a teddy, then it would have been a different story. But I, I did get pretty pretty badly uh, squished in that, and he he and he also flipped real well, you know, like. You had good cards. I had okay cards. It was a good game, though. I definitely had a good time. Always do. Yeah, there's a lot of models that you should look at first. <laughs> See, that's the problem, though. Is I don't, I don't. Yeah, you don't want to throw the money at it. Yeah, at for, this point, you know, like a master that. I don't even know if I want to play exactly. 
Like, I think I might just make my last three games with her Vassal games so I can actually play mm-hmm. the other, the other models. Um, yeah. She does require kind of a specific set that you don't have. Yeah. And Kidai is great. You've, you've, I'm still really happy that I've got those models for playing Kidai. So. Or you just go horror, horror model. You have Killjoy, right? I what? <laughs> you have Killjoy, right? No. Oh, okay. Then I mind. had a model that I was using as a Killjoy. Uh, <laughs> and now so I'm using it for basically horror, any emissary that I don't have. <laughs> that's basically, you know... I could have just brought Killjoy. Practically Kill a third of your list with Killjoy. Yeah, that would have been that's really great, yeah. Because then I could have thrown the Necropunk <laughs> out there, and oh, yeah. the Necropunk would have died, Teddy and, and, and Baby Cade, and then Killjoy would have been like, oh, hi, stab, stab, stab. That would have been the best. Yeah, You're right. You would have killed, killed a Teddy. But you don't have that model, so... You're right, I don't. I could have proxied him in. He would have let me. Dan's a good guy. So that was my first game. We played We played to the end of turn three or middle of turn four or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, we're just going to call this, and that way we can move on to our campaign games. Cool. Which will be in a moment. Sounds Bad like you also had a game. Bad computer. Okay. Sorry, my computer was like... I'm going to go into sleep mode because it's confused. Anyway, uh, nah, yes. Nah, nah. I had a game. Played at Flatlands Games with Tony. We uh, played a game of Extraction. So I played Levy. He played Hoffman. This is my second game with Levy. It was his first game with Hoffman. Our scheme options were Distract, Line in the Sand, Frame for Murder, Assassinate, and... One other one uh, that neither of us took. That's interesting. Uh, ended up being... I ended up picking... Uh, just Nope. I did a frame for murder and assassinate. Because Levy likes to kill things. Uh, my target for frame for murder was Johan, because everyone wants to kill Johan, and he was playing constructs. I figured he'd be a priority target. And... He wasn't super interested in killing Johan, but that's mainly because he distracted him. That was what he took. He took distract and frame for murder himself. Mm. He put it on a guild lawyer, another model people really like to kill. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately for him, the guild lawyer is pretty squishy, so I ended up killing him with my trapper. So my list uh, was trapper, was Johan, Lazarus, which I was trying out for the first time, two flesh constructs, because uh, Levy is awesome and can bring those. Rusty Alice, and I brought the two waifs, obviously, that you get for free. Yeah. His list, yep. His list was uh, actually fairly light on constructs. He just got the box set and is waiting for more plastics. Also, one of his hunters is missing a base, so he could only play one of them because I didn't have a spare base and he didn't have anything he could proxy, really. Mm. So he played Hoffman with the Attendant, the Guardian, One Hunter, Watcher, a Lawyer, like I said, and the Lone Marshal. Oh, and Francisco, lest we forget, the the big guy. (laughs) How Um, many Franciscos did you kill today? Yeah, exactly. Uh, One, oddly enough. (laughs) (laughs) That that day, yeah. Uh, The game was, we played Standard Deployment and... It was pretty brutal. On turn one, my trapper shot his lawyer, managed to deal severe damage. 
Leviticus uh, got a little bit of damage on the Lone Marshal before popping it for a wave. The Hunter uh, got hit a little bit too. I don't remember how that happened. Actually, that was turn two that I got to the Hunter. But yeah, the Lone Marshal and the Lawyer were in pretty rough shape. Uh, Francisco sort of ran around up the middle and then flanked to one side of the building. The extraction marker was sort of directly to the left of a little building. So like, most of the six-inch circle was on one side was that building, and on the other side it was pretty open. Mm-hmm. So we sort of revolved around that building where like we had I, he had stuff tucked behind it on one side and I had stuff tucked behind it on the other side. So that sort of defined the uh, game for a, a while there. Uh, but his lone marshal and his watcher flanked out to the sides. Like I said, my trapper went after his lawyer pretty quick just because he was putting him out in the open, and if you're going to put something out in the open, the trapper's going to want to shoot it. Yeah. Uh, his lone marshal <laughs> was probably a little too aggressive, so he got up in there where Levy and Rusty could take some shots at him and weaken him up. Uh, then turn two, started turn two, I just... I started wiping models off the board. So yep. Rusty activated first, killed the Lone Marshal. Uh, I, I didn't get an, abomina- an abomination at that point, but uh, still took out an eight-point model, which was great. And then the Trapper managed to kill the Lawyer off that turn, so she got his two points for frame for murder right then, uh, which wasn't great, but it wasn't three points, so I was all right with it. And it's a model yeah. off the table. Versus with Levy and Rusty, yeah, with Levy and Rusty on the table, it was lucky that he didn't get three points. If I hadn't killed him with the trapper, he would have, because they would have killed him. Um, Lazarus just sort of pushed up and took some shots at stuff. My flesh constructs just basically walked up in the middle and hit stuff, gave it poison, and stood there, getting me points, like they do. Johan, he flanked out with Francisco to the far side of the building, away from the marker, sort of to go after my trapper who was with a wave over there. So in order to get in there and defend him, I moved Johan up. Also, I thought Frank would be really good at killing Johan and is a henchman. So mm. I said, hey, Frank, here, have this guy. And Johan's not the easiest to kill, but Francisco's pretty good at killing stuff, so I figured it'd be a good pairing there. Uh, I didn't count on Tony having distract, though, so he put distract on Johan and then didn't really want to kill him. Yeah. Which was a little frustrating <laughs> for my frame for murder. But uh, ended up working out all right in the end because actually I only got two points for frame as well because he didn't kill him until turn four after he got distract on other stuff. Which made for some awkward situations where I had Frank on like one wound and decided not to kill him with Johan or with my trapper. Like I decided to shoot something else because I really wanted Frank to kill him. You know, so leave Frank around so he could drop the henchman kill, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I could get the three points. Um, turn three was about the same as turn two, where uh, the Flesh Constructs did decent damage to the Hunter and the Guardian, and uh, Levy popped up and did a lot more damage to... Actually, turn three is when I started going after Hoffman with Levy, so he popped up to the front. Actually, I might have killed the guard. I don't. I think yeah, because he put the guardian's uh, Uber thing on Hoffman. So I was like, his Uber defense thing. Yep. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm just going to kill the guardian. <laughs> and I managed to summon an abomination, which against Hoffman 
really good shutting off zero actions right yeah. up there. Made no it more shit for him. Now. Yeah, I I had a fun play with the waif where on on turn two our levy when he popped himself he I put the waif in his backfield after I was out activating him so that I could just bring levy up way downfield where he you know wouldn't have been able to get to. That's where it sort of clicked with me with Levy. It's like, Levy's like Seamus, but he can shoot more than once. <laughs> Which is silly. No, he's I mean, not shooting every time he could be punching. Too. It's like bag yeah, Seamus. It's like bag Seamus. Yeah. Yeah. But, but in with, order to with, uh, back alley, yeah. he needs to become the corpse. Yeah, he has to kill himself. <laughs> he's really cool. I enjoyed him a lot more in this game. I think part of it was that last game I played him was all new stuff and just confusing and craziness in this game, I just was like, I'm going to go with stuff I know where it's simple and just have fun and play. And I ended up tabling him on turn four. Uh, he got distract. He got two points because uh, on, he got it on turn three and four, and then I cleared. Obviously, I cleared on turn five. Uh, frame, we both got two points him with the non-henchman kill and me with the henchman after turn four. And then assassinate, I got three points. Levy uh, and the flesh constructs took care of Hoffman pretty easily once the other robots were disappearing. Uh, I got some fun stuff. I did a lot of shooting into combat, which was frustrating, but all right, because flesh constructs don't really care that much if they get shot. Also, they had distract on them. Oh, with, with Rusty, you're shooting into combat. Okay. Because the other thing you can do is if, if Levy's shooting into combat and he gets that trigger that's built in, he can make a guy take a one action, right? Yeah, I did that once, but I also had, like, Lazarus and Rusty shooting into combat. So. That makes sense, yeah. Right. <laughs> and Lazarus, I was, like, I was just like, I hope I hit a flash construct because then I can cheat down and get a blast. Yeah. And, uh, other st- that was after I killed his attendant because that thing is annoying. <laughs> yeah, you gotta kill the attendant, especially if you're looking to place yeah. blasts. Yes. Yep. I ended up getting getting him off the board, and then could place. Then I could have, but I didn't really need to at that point, as he only had three models left. Uh, the trapper took out Frank after he killed Johan, and pretty much from there it was over. Mm. It's a good game. It was Tony's first game with Hoffman. I don't know if I said that already. So yeah. he did. Uh, how many how many upgrades did he get out and around? He gave up at least two, but one of them he just sort of forgot about on the hunter. So oh man, the nimble one or the um... the the uh, positive flips I think if you discard it. Oh yeah, um, attacks. Yeah, targeting system. And he gave nimble to I don't know who he gave nimble to. I can't remember. Hopefully no, he gave positive flips to the hunter. Hmm. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was my one game with the levy there. You want cool. to talk about your campaign game? Yeah. Uh, so we I, we played our first campaign game this week. Uh, I just oh. got... Oh, someone posted on our thing. Sorry. <laughs> that is not an appropriate question for... Uh, Hoffman, what is the capital anyway. of North Dakota? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Quick text uh, laser. So <laughs> my, uh, my second game was uh, a 35 Soulstone campaign game. We just started a campaign up, which is really cool, because I 
if if he hadn't started one up, I would have been trying to pitch to to start up one with you and perhaps the uh, Cheated Fates guys uh, to to get some testing done on it because it looked like an interesting system and I wanted to play with it a little bit. And having now begun one and read them, uh, I do think that it's great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so essentially in your first week you get 35 soul stones to buy a henchman, buy one upgrade, and then buy some minions to, to populate your crew. Um, if you get a big model you'll probably have four or five things in your team. You do have to pay for your henchmen. That's one of the things that I had to rebuild around because I thought you got your henchmen for free but that was not uh, the case. So I uh, I wanted to I'm I'm attempting to build towards Mei Feng. Let's start there. Uh, of course, there are multiple ways that you can come at this this conceptually. If you if you have an idea of who you want to be, you can choose that and sort of move towards it. Whatever. Um, I knew that I wanted to try and go for a Mei Feng crew, which would if I get her by week three would give me my last couple of games for May for my mistakes. Um, so I'm going to try and push for May so that I can get those two knocked out in, a, in the campaign setting. Um, nice. So I was thinking to myself, do I want to, which immediately ruled out if I wanted to play an Arcanist and I wanted to play Mei Feng, it ruled out choosing Kang as my master. Um, mm, yeah. Because I have to declare 10 Thunders to, to be Kang. So I didn't choose Kang, which left me with some other guys, which were, let's see, uh, the Captain which was a good choice, Snowstorm, Miranda, Joss, the Firestarter, and Cassandra. Uh, Snowstorm is raspy, and I don't really have much else you can do with her. Miranda I don't own, but she's kind of cool, but I don't own her, so I don't own her, nor the beast that I would have her turn into, plus sacrificing her would make you do flips on the injury table, yada, yada, yada. Joss was a close choice. Firestarter, not so much. So it came down to Captain, Joss, or Cassandra. As... Alan and I have talked about a lot. Cassandra can be amazing in basically any crew. She can take scheme ones or placement ones and just be where she needs to be and alive. She's my yeah. hench she's my henchman hardcore master of choice. She's got an additional uh, additional uh, action point with her nimble. She's got all kinds of extra offensive things. She can take extra actions with her uh, triggers. She's got extra pushes. She's got an upgrade that makes her both generate key markers and have defensive pushes. She's just an amazing henchman, and she can win games. Uh, so I started with her. Then I had to start thinking about what would be good with her. Um, my hardcore list is very often Cassandra and a couple of silent ones because they've got a blast that you can shoot into melee. Shooting into melee is good with Mei Feng, so it was a pretty easy choice. Uh, they've also got heals, so she can heal up um, Mei Feng or Cassandra or other models. You know, they're they're a really good versatile model that can shoot that deal well with being in a melee crew, basically. So I picked up two of those at six stones apiece. Uh, I had to figure out what kind of big beater I wanted, uh, and also, so I needed a model that could, you know, be, is potentially, preferably a construct for Mayfang for later. Her model, something that's pretty tough, and also uh, pretty strong, can can dish out some damage as well as take it. Uh, I was thinking maybe the rail golem. But then I remember this list that I was getting ready to play that I was really excited about, and I just got the model 
uh, ready and based and everything. So I bought an ice golem, which is uh, <laughs> ten soul stones worth of big ass beater, uh, and. And I was like, okay, so I've got a few stones left. What else do I want that A is going to be good with Mayfang and is also going to be good with, um, you know, all this other stuff that I've gotten so far and the obvious choice for a cheap uh, construct to be more defensive. Uh, pretty easily, the Metal Gaiman. So I grabbed the Metal Gaiman to be friends with the Ice game, ice Golem so he can give the Ice Golem defense two, uh, and then you have a defensive two ice golem with two armor and uh, and healing support. <laughs> yeah. So, the other thing is if a silent one shoots into combat with the ice golem, they're not randomizing. They can actually choose to shoot through him if they want to with um, shattered mirror or broken mirror or ice mirror or whatever it's called. Um, but if they shoot somebody that the ice golem is engaged with and get the filling the cracks their offensive spell can actually heal the ice golem. So, yeah, that was that's a yeah. pretty very That's always nice. Pretty cool. It's one of my uh, favorites with Nicodem is when you can hurt them and blast onto your guys and heal them. It's always fun. Well, <laughs> and then I started looking into the rules and we'll talk about this more probably next week, but one of yeah. the there there's some there's some upgrades that you can get that are like either um, equipment style upgrades that have a chance of failing or, you know, faction specific upgrades that that help take models and, and make them more thematic for the master that you chose. Say I have an ice say I have a silent one, but my silent one loses an arm at some point in time and then you flip really high on your on your injury uh, flip. Now that ice golem has a, a pneumatic arm. Now they're a construct, they have armor plus one. Um, so yeah. there there are really cool mm -hmm. ways that these things sort of turn into different ways of interacting you know, now they can give out fire. Now they can do this, now they can do that. And it's really, really wow. cool looking. Uh, but one of the ones that I saw that I'm really interested in is you can buy a experimental jetpack. And if you put the experimental <laughs> jetpack, if you put the experimental jetpack on a model, it gives them the zero ability leap. Uh, and it's it's uh, it's unreliable, so you can potentially break it at the end of a, at the end of a game. Like you have to flip a card, and if you flip a card that's the unreliable value or lower. You you lose it. You just lose the upgrade. Yeah. But, well, but that's I can fun. put if I can put a jetpack onto my ice golem, and then potentially also give him pneumatics so he has so he can charge for a one action. <laughs> then you can zero action leap your charge, charge your charge for one action, and then get two more attacks. You can get like twelve inches of movement and four attacks. Ugh, it's gonna be great. I'm excited. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, so my game I'm going to have to take a closer look at these campaign yeah. rules. They sound awesome. It looks really fun. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's just rife with story. Uh, the only way to get a master, you're probably going to get two or three weeks or two or three games into the, um, into the campaign before you even see masters on tables. And that's if you rush yeah. for it, which can actually put you at a detriment because you have to pay for the master, and the master has to be the leader after you buy it. So you can actually come into games under stone because you had to buy the master. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting kind of conceit. I like it. So my game was my Cassandra with two silent ones, a metal gaiman, and an ice golem against our uh, henchman Josh playing Snowstorm, two silent ones, a December acolyte, 
and a uh, oh no, that was it, and an ice gammon. He's looking to to work up into a Rasputina crew. So basically, we were both just sitting there, moving our you know our nodes around as chess pieces for who can we who can we hit through here, who can we hit through there, how do we you know get. It was another headhunter uh, um, strategy. We did, uh, I think, I did protect territory and bodyguard on the ice column, and he did entourage on snowstorm and bodyguard on his December acolyte. I got his December acolyte down to one wound before he started running him away and healing him back up. Uh, this is another one where I got to play most of the game. We were really, really dead heat, like headlock, all the way through. Uh, and then he had to leave early because he needed to have an interview with Justin uh, from Weird on his podcast. So we were looking at, we started to do, try to do the theory foe. You know, if I do this, this would be what I would do next. Well, then that would let me do this, yada, yada, yada. We eventually settled... Um, on uh, a six-six tie, basically, because we were so we were so dead heat all the way through, uh, and there was a a challenge that week that had a gentleman that would give you extra victory points or soulstone points as you came out of the game, extra script basically for purchase the purchasing of, of things. The way you get script in the game is by uh, accumulating victory points in game, doing other special effect things in game, and then you can earn up to eight script in a week or in a game. Um, so if you go at 10 victory points, you're earning 8 script. If you earn 4 victory points for the whole game, you get 4 script. If you earn 4 victory points and then get 2 from some other venue, uh, you can get 6 again that way. Like, there are more than one way to earn script, but the best way to do that is by winning games with lots of, um, with lots of victory points. And then the yeah. winner also gets to flip extra cards uh, in the what is it called, acquisitions phase or something like that? After a game, if you, uh, if you made it through the game with uh, people, you get to flip a card. If you won the game... Oh, you get to flip two cards. And if you won the game... No, it's if you, if you made it through it's the right game, here. you flip a card. If you get six or more victory points, you flip a card. And if you won the game, you can reflip one of those cards. Oh, and, nice. And those cards are like... How you get more upgrades for your models? How you get more the, equipment for your models and stuff like yeah, that? That's the the looting phase of the game. Yep. And then at the beginning of the next week, you you automatically get one. Um, you get five stones worth of uh, points to hire models, and you have to hire at least one model. And you can use your leftover script for bigger models. Like if you have, you know, say I I don't buy an upgrade this week. Uh, I'm going forward with eight script. I'm going to get five. I can buy a thirteen soulstone model. Um, if I nice. wanted to, and then nothing else. Or I could buy, you know, I could buy a couple of fives and then buy a three soul stone upgrade and then have nothing for next week or whatever. And then the last thing cool. is you have these, um, you have uh, bounties that you can buy that are the way that you get masters. By taking difficult jobs and completing them, you um, sort of draw masters in to join your crew, and that's how you do it. You have to buy a bounty with script, Complete it, and then and then you get to flip on the the bounty score uh, table to get mm. stuff from it. I'm really excited to get to continue to play. It's been really fun so far. I think it's going to continue to be fun. Um, I wish that we were, yeah, we were allowed to play more than one game in a week because they say that in a perfect world you're playing like two games a week. 
which gives you enough script to be able to like actually buy some equipment, buy some stuff, and get you to picking up masters before week three or four. Uh, but we're going to play it the way we're playing it because that's the way our community is rolling right now, and that's totally cool, legitimate. I'm, I'm for it. It's been a lot of fun. I'm Sounds like to a cool system. I'm going to look forward to it, trying it out in the future. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, but that's only one game with a master this week. And a half. Yep, one game of the master. Yeah. That's what I got as well, so... I'm not going to do any math. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done mine. I got one more with Molly. That puts me at 14 out of 20 with the Rezzers. Six games to go there. Uh, I may, because I want to do Molly on Vassal now, I may just try and knock out Terra and Kedai and be done with Rezzers and closer to done with Outcasts in the next couple of weeks. Um, that's three games, Terra and Kedai. Two for Terra, one for Kedai. Uh, and then finish out Molly on on my next three Vassal games or whatever. Then I'll be down to just uh, a little bit of Guild, a little bit of Arcan or a lot of Guild, a little bit of Arcanist, and a little bit of Outcast. I'm getting yep. close. I'm at uh, I think seventy-three percent overall. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm just going to be sticking with the. Uh... Outcast for a little bit between Levy and Mizaki. Just having some fun with them. So nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe if maybe a few games with Rezzers just because there's beta models and. My only problem with that is Mizaki and Levy are so kind of similar. I would be interested to see. Well, um, I would like to see a Levy crew led by misaki like bring rusty bring an abomination or uh, desolation engine bring a lazarus and just see if her being able to delete something per turn is the same as levy's sort of trying to delete something per turn yeah you think so i don't what think if so. i brought levy misaki crew i think that would be a terrible choice <laughs> <laughs> yes that would be bad that's the thing my levy crews i think are going to move farther and farther away from playing any actual outcast models. So That's true. <laughs> it's like he's just he's such a weird duck that you know. It's true. Like if you want to bring anchors, you're gonna bring, you know, three you could easily bring three flesh constructs. Yeah, I don't think you, I'd go to personally, but uh yeah, I mean there's just tons tons of options for him whereas Mizaki is yeah. limited to the faction. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I like her in Outcast as much as Ten Thunders. I probably won't because, you know, you lose a lot of her hiring options that can yeah. be willpower fun stuff. When I did play her, I played her with the new guy, Pride, who has a bunch of willpower shenanigans as a Jeez, yeah. sort of tainted replacement. But I think that's, yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not as excited to keep playing her in Outcast as I am Levy after that game. It was just like, it, it sort of clicked, and I'm like, okay, I can definitely get behind this guy. But you can keep playing Misagi in um, Ten, Ten Thunders yeah. and still be totally happy, too. Yep. I need to get my yeah, it's funny, because when we started this, I thought for sure, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to try Misaki and Outcast. That looks like fun. And now it's like, or I could just stay with Ten Thunders, because I know that it is fun. <laughs> cool. It's been good stuff, yeah. 
Anyway, uh, other than possibly playing some resers, I think we should move on. You didn't. You said you had some hobby stuff. I have done some hobby because so there's our games. We're gonna do a a gah instead of a hag because we're we're doing oh, announcements. Uh, announcements or achievements? Yeah, I don't actually have any announcements. I don't think. No. I, I do have. I, I I don't have. No, I got nothing. Maybe we're just doing a. Yeah. <laughs> there's a tournament at Flatline Games on February 21st. It's a team tournament. Uh, it's the same as Adepticon's team tournament rules. You should oh, go. I wish I could. Near Flatlands Games. Uh, I'm in the process of finding out if I'm going to be working that day or not, so I'm hopefully not. If I'm not, I'm playing with Bud, who is one of the uh, employees out there, who plays Nicodem and Seamus, and I'll be playing Molly, so it should be fun. I'm not going to get any points for the game, but just Molly and Nicodem just sounds too fun to pass up. So. Ugh, Molly and Nicodem, ugh. Yeah. See, I was thinking Molly and Seamus just because it's so fluffy. Nah, because we're just going to go with the team double your points. We start the game with 35 <laughs> points each, and we end the game with... You should go. You know. I think in that case you should be going with um, Nicodem and Kadai because, you know, you bring three dogs or whatever, and then you summon three Shikome on your first turn, and then there's three corpse markers for Nicodem to start summoning off of. Yeah, except neither of us play Cry. Well, that's your loss, obviously. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. That's and hopefully fair. I can play. If not, if not, uh, Bud's gonna play with somebody else, I guess. Joe. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. Get Joe back into the risers. Back on the, correct, never feel... on, the, on, on the correct path. <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of like a lot of our good quality players from both of our locals and across the seas have all switched to Dreamer in the new year, and everywhere I go, Dreamer is just stomping my ass into the ground. Feels he's like one new five. models. Feels like one five. He's got the new model. <laughs> he's got the new. He's got the new models. They just came out in plastic. Everyone yeah. wants to play with them. Just like when everyone wanted to play Perdita. Who plays Perdita no, anymore? Huh? Lots of people. Still, definitely lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not. Uh, you know, it's it's. I think it's the the new stuff. Yeah. More than anything. Oh, very quickly. Um, the other reason that I'm trying to work towards Mayfang is because I yeah. also want to hire Sparks and Mecha Pigs into my um, into my <laughs> crew. The mechanical pork chop. Mechanical Mecha Pig. Yeah. Alright, so uh, I my hobby stuff is very boring. I painted some Levy stuff and some Ten Thunder stuff, and I painted the flesh tone on a bunch of zombies. Nice. I finished painting... Oh, what did I finish painting? I finished painting something. Hold on, it's going to come to me. Oh, also, while Rudy's thinking, I uh, got the, I picked up the multi-pose kits because they looked pretty awesome, and they are... I made a the what's his name the new Reser Neverborn Hayworth or something Nephilim Herodin Hagridin Herodin yeah that one very little proxy for him that looks really cool it's got a shotgun it's got horns you know what else do you need 
Pretty dope. And that's one. I got eleven more models or ten more models out of that box. So I really that's the other okay. We'll talk about that next week. Never mind. It's the the other thing that really makes me excited about the uh, campaign rules. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, oh, I need, I need to actually read them before. I need to read them before we uh, talk about them. Would yeah, that'd be, be a good idea. I remembered. Yeah, you remembered. Uh, I finished painting Sonia, and I finished painting my December Acolyte, and those pictures are on the Facebook. And I was happy with those paintings. They were both yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's cool. And then, uh, yeah, that's the thing I've got. Like, I started painting, and I hadn't painted for a long time, so I was painting, and then I was like, these all look terrible and awful. And then I just pulled them out and was actually playing with them. Like, hey, they aren't that bad. Yeah. I was like, I guess not. I should just uh, keep keep at it, you know. Well, I mean, the, the important I and think the important like, thing about painting is just doing it. You know, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna paint, you're gonna think that it looks bad. You're gonna tweak it. You're gonna paint it till you're happy, and then it's gonna look great, and your skill's gonna go up, and eventually you're gonna be a, a hell of a painter. Yeah. Me too. I'm not a great painter yet. Or I'll just, you know. Decent tabletop standard. That's all I'm looking exactly. for. Exactly. That's all I care about. I don't need to win a crystal brush. No. I ain't ever going to win a crystal brush. No, that's not your ambition. So nope. Neither me. Neither is it for me. But yeah, no, they're looking good. I've painted a bunch of 10 Thunder stuff that I'm going to use for Fistful of Kung Fu eventually, as well as, you know, just in general, playing 10 Thunders. Nice. My archers are coming along. Monks of Low River... I still need another three like minion set of models to go with that for that, but that's coming in down the road. I think I want to finish up anyway. my Kid Eye crew because they've got them. I've got them based, and if I'm going to play them, then I may just do that real quick. Um, yeah. So I think they might be next on my painting table. Though my Vicky's crew, like while I have both of my Vicky's done, I haven't done any of my Ronin. I have a rogue necromancy I need to do. I have a lot of things that I want to play but need to paint before I can. So I've got a lot to do. Lots and lots to paint, as always. Yeah. I'm definitely falling behind on my painting in the last couple months, so I'm looking to catch up on that in the next uh, little bit. Yep. All right. Well, uh, so that's Hobbies. Cool. Uh, Want to just move into talking about Hoffman, I guess. Yes, let's. We did get a couple. We did finally get a couple of questions from uh, the Facebook. I think we got one from um, Twitter. Yes. Twitter, but it's also one of those other kinds. We can. We could talk. Uh, let's just talk about the other stuff, and maybe we'll get a few more. Yeah. Just his general breakdown. General breakdown. Charles Hoffman. The uh, he he mm-hmm. came. To the breach, and he lost the use of his legs, and he learned that he could talk to robots and uh, and constructs. And, and then his he brother to got turned into a robot monster thing. Brother flipped the fuck out, and then uh, 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 Ramos fixed him up and saved his life. But then 
Hoffman thought that he was the reason that that Ramos was the reason that he got hurt in the first place, and now he has this deep-seated hatred for the Arcanists, and so he joined the guild. And ironically, it wasn't actually the Arcanist that did it, and he still has a really good friend in the Arcanist, namely, fucking Ramos. Uh, so that's funny to me. Wow. I mean, it, it's it's built into his upgrades, which is Arcanist assets. He he's well enough. You know, tied to Ramos, that he just gets some of the Arcanist toys, um, which is only really sad because he doesn't reciprocate Ramos, not even in uh, the other modes yet, which is sad for me That's because sad. I want to play Ramos with guild constructs someday. No, no, <laughs> no, not for you. <laughs> uh, you don't get those. That would be bad. See Hoffman. Trust me, I know. Uh, Levy gets those and. It's awesome. See, <laughs> Hoffman is a MNSU master, even though he is in the guild. That means um, things like Johan, who get bonuses when they're near MNSU masters, get those while they're in the guild faction as well. He's got a cache of three, so he's bringing in a, a medium amount of stones into the game. He'll use them too. Like he's got a lot of good triggers that you want. You'll, you may want to be stoning for. Uh, he's got pretty low defense stat of three with a book. Uh, he's got a, but that won't matter here in a bit. We'll get to that. He's got a willpower of six. He's got ten wounds, which is a little low, but once you start stealing armor off of your friendlies, uh, it matters less as well. He's got a low walk of four, but again, with his um, magnetic ability, he he doesn't need to walk a lot. He doesn't have a charge. He does have a melee attack, but he doesn't get the charge to use it. And he's a height two human. His model is sort of this dude in this sort of double arm, open. It's like an open face Iron Man, uh, where you can see his whole body and his whole uh, metal armature around him is sort of how he deals with it. His old one was very com contemplative. His new model is is a little more aggressive and and um, active, which is kind of good. Well, that new box is really nice. It's really, really pretty. The new Hunter looks so pretty. The new watch is yeah, okay, but it's got a weird wing. But yeah, other than that, the box is really nice. Hunter's great, Guardian's Again, great. Yeah, something I'd like to get just so I can use the stuff with Levy. Yeah. Uh, Not for one. Hoffman, Hoffman is the is is really a wall of text. He's got a lot of ability. He's got a lot yeah. of spells. He's got a lot of upgrades and. Knowing what all of them are and what all of them do from from memory is sort of where Hoffman is where he's sort of almost required reading. Um, yeah, I remember so we'll when you first when you first started playing him in uh, the beta, and it was just like you would start your turn, and we were just like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get another drink. <laughs> Let me know when you need me to flip cards." <laughs> The funniest thing was I never needed you to flip cards because I was just sitting in the backfield doing yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forcing the duels that yeah. I needed to force and making it all happen. Um, yeah, it's, so see so Hoffman act, activates. Yeah. Time to go to the bathroom. Time to all right. Off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> magnet. His first ability is called magnetic. It says this model may not declare more than two walk actions per activation. So he's already got a really terrible walk of four inches. He also can only do that twice per turn. So he can't walk by himself more than eight uh, inches. But when a friendly construct within three inches declares a walk action, this model may push into base contact with the construct after the action is complete. So 
sort of zipline himself around on other models, like the hunter who's got a really good walk. The but, uh, the watcher instead of a zipline, right? Yeah, it's um, like a magnet. Yeah, like a magnet, almost like he's magnetic. <laughs> I like and to believe that he's got, he's got like a mounty thing, so he just he just saddles himself to the thing, and then it just makes him along. All right. Uh, we also have protection, which is a defensive trigger on a book, which he has built in, uh, which is reduce all damage this model suffers by the value equal to the armor value of target-friendly construct model within four inches. It may not be reduced below one. Uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, Hoffman does like constructs in his crew. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you're playing Hoffman and you're not playing a lot of constructs, then why are you playing Hoffman? Yeah, I think that was probably one of the, the things that really hurt Tony in our game was he just yeah. didn't have enough metal. And it's important Once I started to, know, to take him out, it was just over. It's important to know yeah. and to notice that protection is only a defensive trigger, and it is built in, but if you have anything that takes away the book or keeps you from declaring defensive triggers, he's, he's not able to get the armor. Uh, yeah. And if someone targets his willpower, you can't either. So if it's like, if you're blasting onto him, if you're doing anything that is not a defensive duel, he can't have the armor, which is one of the big sort of ways to get around it to kill Hoffman is just don't attack his defense. Uh, the next thing is sort of his big one. It, it feeds into one of his actions on the other side of the card, so we'll talk about it more when we get to the other side. But he has an ability called Feedback, which says when he activates, he can target a construct within three inches and put that model, what I like to call, in the loop. Called Power Loop. And it says, at the start of the, a duel, a model may use the printed, numeric, defense, willpower, casting, shooting, and melee, ignoring suits from another friendly model with power loop instead of its own. Now, that ignoring... Hey. Go ahead. Question. Okay, so this came up in our game, but neither of us really knew what to do, and we thought, but the, it, since it says numerical value, it's he doesn't get to buff it. Like, if uh, something is, has a higher defense for some reason than is on the card, does he get that? Or does he no. get the printed so like, the one? That's, yeah, okay. If so we did a, play it right. If you had a, uh, uh, if you brought it was, in a, what it was, it was Frank Frank uh, L. Mayard something to yeah. and it buffed its defense up to eight. No, so he, he can't no. loop. He can't loop in that. Okay, that's what we. That's how we played it. So that's yeah, good. But that's I, I figured I'd ask because it was a question we both had. <laughs> Well, and the other thing is the important part is it says ignoring suits. This is one of the ones that got really confusing when I first started playing this one. I had a I had my own interpretation of it. I'm guessing ignoring suits means you take the number, but you can't take their suit, but you can have your own. Um, yeah. And so, like, we went back and forth, went back and forth. Uh, I kept playing it my way. We fl I flipped for it a couple of times. It's actually in the fact that the way that I was playing it was... If if I go back to the fact and it's not that way, then I'll I'll print a correction. <laughs> but yes. Right. So essentially, as you loop things into this power loop, which you get one of for free, um, you you start yeah, optimizing the defense, the willpower, the casting, the shooting, and the melee of everyone who's in it. So you can have someone who's got a really terrible defense, like oh I don't know Charles Hoffman, uh, and then you loop in a guardian who's got a defense of six. And suddenly, Hoffman's defense six with protection, uh, with protection trigger, and then the guardian who is willpower five gets to bump himself up to willpower six as well. So slowly but surely, yeah. you sort of build these smaller and smaller loops that optimize all of all of these five stats, and that's and that's sort of how you play the the loop game. 
And it takes a lot of time to get that figured out, just how to do it, to set it up. Yeah. And as you play it more, obviously, is when you're going to, like when you first start playing it, like I said, it takes a while, and you're just like, uh... The important... You get that turn order down, and yeah. everything's, and you know what to do. I'll talk about this later when I'm answering a Facebook question, but the the important phrase on the ability is until this model's next activation. And we'll talk about yeah. that in a little bit. Then we have Empower, which gives him plus one cast to a maximum of two for each friendly construct within four. Another thing that likes constructs, in a bubble. Hoffman is all about, is a, one of those six-inch bubble masters, or those bubble yep. masters where he likes his guys near him. The and they all benefit bubble. from him. Yes. <laughs> uh, then that's that's it for the front of his card. You know, it's pretty easy to get to two constructs within four because you'll have yeah. the one that's your your model that is sort of carrying you around. Yeah. Presumably, if you have one other guy, say a guardian around to give you the plus to your defense, then you've got you've got your casting up. Yeah. Um, there's another way to get in casting up even farther than that, and we'll talk about that in a bit. And then we have. So that's oh. the front of his card. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the front of his card. Um, on the back, he has an attack action. It's on a melee six. Target suffers three, four, six damage. It has a ram blade baked in, but not a book. His only trigger on there is exploit design flaw. After damage, uh, the damage from this attack action may not be reduced by armor. So, so if, if you have a book, you can ignore it. Armor, which is good. good. And 346 damage range one. is not bad on a master. No, it is not. Um, yeah, that's balanced by his low wounds and defense, so you don't really want him in melee a lot, but if he gets there, he can do some range. work. Yeah, that's the other thing. So if he gets some work, if he gets engaged. Yeah. Go ahead and take his next uh, one so I can do the last couple. Yeah, yeah, you can do the confusing ones. The yeah. last one's really simple, though. Uh... Well, Machine Puppet is a cast at range 6 with a target number 12, casting 6 with a ram. Like we said, it's probably going to be higher than that. Uh, yeah. Target friendly construct takes a one action which cannot declare any triggers. Wait, he has a friendly obey? Oh, yeah. man. Yep. He's got some great triggers with it, too. I think I found my third guild master. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his triggers are on a ram which you have and a mask. You get take a new position, which pushes them two inches in any direction before they take the action, so you can push and then have them do something, which is nice. Uh, and then we also push have... Push out of engagement and shoot, or push into yes. engagement and slash. And or push two inches and pick up a head. Hey. Hey. There's using yeah, your that's noggin. That's a nice trigger. <laughs> uh, repeat program is his other one, which you need a second ram for. After succeeding, the target suffers two damage, which may not be reduced, and gains the fast condition. So he, he's fun. he can he can usually do pretty good uh, if you've built him the right way at reducing that damage by healing people back up afterwards. And usually, yes. if you're going to use that, you're going to use it early, and then you can heal them back up before the enemy gets a chance to punish it. Um, mm -hmm. So it's worth doing. It just means you're going to be using some uh, some of your later abilities to sort of pay for that. Or if you know it's a model that you don't really care about, you just need to give that one extra AP before they die. Then that's fine too. Be good okay. on your frame for murder target. So Just those are both. Fast and hurt him a little bit. Push him up. Make him a nuisance, uh, and then he dies. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then we have his spell that gives out the power loop to stuff. Yeah, he's got an ability called right, Redirect right, Power. Right. It's only a range 4, and it can only be on a construct, so you will always be a casting 7 on it. Just, just put that in your noodle. Um, target construct gains the following condition until the start of this model's next activation. Again, until this model activates again. Um, and that's the same thing. You can, you can put people in it by activating. You get one person in from activating. You can cast it to get it. And if you have a book on it, you get in a trigger called Power Overload. After succeeding, take this action again. It may not declare triggers. So presuming you want to do nothing but get everybody in your team on the loop, you can have Hoffman for free, the mechanical attendant for free, one person that you choose at the beginning of your turn for free, and up to six more. That is nine people who are potentially optimized throughout the whole uh, defense, willpower, casting, shooting, and melee. I don't suggest this strategy. Wait, how do you get nine? He gets one for activating. Yeah. He himself starts in it. Okay, so he's in it. That's two. The mechanical attendant Wait, has an ability called uh, integrated. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Cast it three times and trigger it three times. Uh -huh. I don't suggest this. I think nine is yeah, too many. You spend your whole, like all your good cards, all your good, like you'd need three, three books or three, um, three books. And how often are you gonna have nine constructs? I mean, within four inches, yeah. They're they're not cheap. They're good models, but they're not uh, super Some expensive. You know. uh, yeah, if you bring like metal gaming, but they're again, you don't need nine. If you have that many models clumped up, you're probably missing something else in the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyway, um, you know, using four. machine puppet to, <laughs> to make those models do better things, you know, it's... it's yeah. Yeah. Um, his last power on the card is zero action shakedown. It says place a scrap marker in base contact with target construct. Now, there's not really anything on his card uh, base that uses scrap, so it's interesting to me that that's actually on his base card, but most of his upgrades do use scrap in one way or another. Shall I move right on yeah. to them? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, first one. Go ahead. He's got one that lets him like blow up scrap markers. I know that. Yep, that one's called Remote Mines. It lets him target uh, a scrap marker within 8 inches to make a target number 12 lock a duel. Because yeah, Tony kept uh, trying to put that on my... to shake down my flesh constructs and then blow it up. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I think he got it off once. It's, it was good, but it was kind of scary. Yeah, because you can shake down on offense. You can do an offensive shakedown. It's a good point. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Very so that's remote mines. That's one of them down. Uh, then we also have. It's also got improvised genius. It's also got improvised genius on there, which says this model may not be moved or pushed by actions and abilities of other enemy models. So if you're going to be facing Ooh, beckoners or bells or. Anything with a relic hammer that pushes things around, that's a way to yep. get around being pushed around. And then we have, you already mentioned Arcanist Assets, okay. which lets him hire four Arcanist Construct models with MNSU characteristic that are not in the crew's there are declared some, back. For instance, uh, Howard Langston is a great one to grab. He's got a really good stats. He's got a nimble. He's got an amazing attack. Um, you can bring yep. in large steampunk arachnids, Metal. which are good. Joss. Metal Gaiman. 
Metal Gaiman are great. Metal Gaiman are the way that you can use, uh, you can get up to casting 10 on his uh, casting actions, which means if you have a Metal Gaiman and you've got two models that are constructs that are near you, you can cast Shakedown on a Black Joker. Nice. That's uh, <laughs> really it's really funny. Essentially, you loop in a Metal Gaiman and then his casting 8 on his ability Magnetism Let's him start at eight, and then get plus two for empower, which can put him at casting ten for all of his abilities. Um, Seems alright. There was a while that I thought that there was no reason not to do that, because the metal game also comes in at defense six, which is or no defense five, which is good, uh, but can also make yeah, something so defense right, six, right. which is also good. And then uh, on there, you also have uh, frantic repairs, which I found was also very good. It's real good to me. Which uh, discard an upgrade from uh, maybe not uh, from target friendly model within eight inches. If this happens, heal two damage on this model oh, or the target. Drop upgrades? No, it's only friendly models. No, I'm thinking of the other one. He has other zero heal thing. His OSA? No, the one that gives out a. Oh, that's a one. repair. Whatever the one is. That's yes, on field mechanic. It's great. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but frantic repair is less good. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's not as good as the other one, but it lets you discard upgrades, which Hoffman gives out to his own guys somehow to heal two damage on the model uh, and place a scrap marker within eight inches of line of sight, which is nice. More scrap markers. It's a heal, it's a scrap generation, and you can free up a upgrade if you need to get it off of someone, put it on someone else. To reattach it, yeah. yeah. And it's on a zero, so you don't use shakedown, yeah. and you can get a little flexibility out of it. So here's the thing. like All of Hoffman's upgrades all like reference each other. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel well, like you need to take several with him. Yeah, you do. Yeah. He, he really is. like You're almost always going to take your limited, because update hardware is that yeah. good. And yeah. so you're on one of, one of the other three. Yeah. Speaking of field mechanic, which is his limited upgrade, cost two. It has the heal I was talking about, where you can target a scrap marker with an eight, and all friendly constructs within three inches of the marker do a healing flip of one, two, three. Then you discard the scrap marker. This is really good if you can get some good heals. It can help you out a lot in terms of yeah. survivability. It can help uh, with the one from his card that deals two damage and goes out fast. Yep. Can help you recover from that really easily. And also on this upgrade, you have update hardware, which is one of the major, yeah. you know, things of, of Hoffman's ability and and sort of um, play style. So this is how you attach his modification upgrades to his friends. Yep. It's a cast of a six with a target number fourteen, range eight. Uh, you'll probably be casting at eight, like we said. Or ten. Or more. Or more, yeah. And uh, it also has a trigger that lets you do it again on power overload with a book. So you can potentially attach two, uh, well, more than that, because it's a one action, so you can do it multiple times. You only yeah, have so. four upgrades that you can attach, because there's only four that were written. Um, yeah. Two of them require scrap, two of them do not. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's important to know which ones are which, because if you try and attach armor... Plating you don't have scrap, then it doesn't go off, actually. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, if you if you can generate two scrap at the beginning of the game, one through shakedown, let's say, and one through, you know, something else, you'll have to figure out your something else. Usually, it's like a Joss kind of thing where you kill something, and that is what provides the scrap for the other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Not great. I don't think you need to to attach both uh, scrap based uh, upgrades in the first turn, but you can if you want yeah. to need. To. Um, right. Those uh, targeting system, which says they can discard it to gain a ram to all of their melee and shooting attacks for the duration of the activation. In guild, this usually means you're going for a built-in critical strike, and it only works on guild constructs. So don't try and put it on Howard Langston and get auto decapitate, because that's cheating. Uh, <laughs> patchwork yeah. plating, which you discard a scrap and you give them plus one armor. Targeting systems does not require scrap. Uh, program directive, which says the model may take one interact actions as zeros and two interact actions as one, and they can discard the... Um, uh, or no, they can choose to get rid of insignificant and then price themselves at the end of the activation. I have never actually used mission at all costs because I don't have many insignificant minions that I can... I don't know if there are any insignificant constructs that you can hire, actually. I, I don't know. Anyway, the, it's really good on a watcher. It doesn't require scrap. Yeah. Um, and finally, hydraulics, the other one that does require scrap that gives a model a nimble action. So if you're going to be hauled around by a hunter that will give the hunter an extra walk action, which couldn't get you even further. If you're going to give it to... You can give it to a watcher who gives them the ability to, you know, nimble six inches, walk six inches, and then place a ski marker 12 12 inches out. Or, you know, nimble six inches and then deliver the message, for instance. Um, His ability to hand out these upgrades really lets him fine-tune the crew that he's picked to the job that he needs. Like, if you've got a let's say, a rail golem that you want to keep alive, you take uh, uh, his ability to heal, and then you give it Patrick Plating, you've got a rail golem running around at three armor, and you yeah. loop him in for six defense, and all of a sudden, he's not going down ever. Yeah. So the upgrades really are a nice little addition for Hoffman there to play with, yeah. with his constructs. Uh, and then he has one other upgrade. This is one I didn't play against. It's uh, on-site assimilation. It has the first ability to tap power. When this model activates, it may make target-friendly construct within three inches gain slow uh, to grant this model fast. So he can t- steal an AP from one of his friends. Uh, it also has a one-action OSA, which is a cast six, target number 14. Uh, both have rams on them. Against willpower, range eight. This action may only target non-leader constructs. Select one of the target's 0 or 1 AP actions, which does not list the model by name. This model immediately takes that action, but may not declare triggers. This action may only be taken once per turn. So you get to steal a thing. Usually it's things like um, taking uh, Executioner's Clause from uh, Howard Langston, or maybe uh, other one actions from, like you could take it, uh, the modified Steam Gatling from Ryle if you will need a ranged attack or whatever. Uh, I use this one probably the least of, of all of them. This one and remote yeah. mines I don't use a lot of, but there is a way to get the most out of tap power, which is um, there, are, there are two ways to do it. The first way is to 
grant yourself fast, and then make one of your abilities to machine puppet the model you gave slow and deal damage to put them back on not slow. And the other option is uh, to give a model slow after it's activated for the turn, and then give it in the next turn before it activates, so it only gets one slow to give you fast twice. Yeah, because they didn't... It's not. It didn't get nerfed like uh, <laughs> sloth. Yeah, yeah. Well, that That's was right. uh, that was one model getting uh, fast and one other. Model oh yeah. Slow instead of a model not getting slow and getting to heal every time they cast it. It's different model. It's completely different. Never. Mind. Also, <laughs> speaking of Ryle, they have uh, art for him in the book on this page with all the upgrades, and he looks freaking awesome. Is it the one with the, the gas mask and the punk hand and the big gun on his left yep. arm? Yeah. It's on the card too, which is pretty pimp. It's gigantic in the book. Yeah, he's I mean, huge. I'm glad I don't have the metal model, because I'm probably going to get it. <laughs> uh, I may get, the, I may get the, the, the plastics for this as well, even though I do own the metal and they're all painted up nice. But like the new metal hunter looks so baller. Um, it's made out of plastic, though. The new plastic hunter looks super baller. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Ryle, of course, <laughs> looks great. The wardens look yep. basically the same, but well, those aren't out yet. Yeah. Just the Hoffman box. I want the wardens too. Good. Guardians look, look good. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Watchers, mm -hmm. the only one I'm not excited about. I like my watchers already. Yeah. Anyway, so that's his basic card and some of what he does. You want to talk about what strats you like him in? Maybe rather than going through all of them, just yeah, sure. a few to highlight. I think and that, which ones he's not as good at. I think that he's really quite good at things uh, that allow him to stay in his safety zone. For instance, uh, bodyguard. No, not bodyguard. Uh, turf war. Uh, guard the stash would be good. Um, extraction would be good. Though not quite as good uh, as as Turf War, just because he likes to bring a few really big models, so he's not going to overwhelm the Turf War. Yeah, he's not going to get those pulls as much as he's going to get the two models up there. Yeah. So if I mean, he's going, it's going to move farther away. If he starts eliminating things or using uh, wardens to push stuff out, he could potentially take it, but it's going to be a lot harder for him. Um, he also yeah, can't just get Turf War. things to to put him and one model next to the marker so that he can just be there. It's pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. And the problems, the ones that he's not a big fan of, he doesn't like things like Reconnoiter or Distract because he doesn't bring a lot of models. If you're thing on playing Hoffman in a Reconnoiter, I would suggest doing an A-team, B-team, where you bring you know one decent defensive construct and then a bunch of littler ones like Wardens. And then run like a Sadir and some um, lesser, like Witchling Stalkers or something, on another flank. Yeah. Uh, and just. But again, it's not his strong suit. Certainly not he, his strong suit. Bring, he brings a fairly elite crew. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never seen him with a ton of models, and so with Reconnoiter, it's a little rough. As for maybe a little better at interference than Reconnoiter, though, just because the constructs have some might, decent melee you can get, Yeah, exactly. You can lock up a bunch of things with one model and then yep. push things around. And with his pushes, and yeah, the pushes and interference are really good. They help a lot. I'm going to take one one second to push a two-inch Howard Langston into you, and then I'm going to take another one to push a one-inch Watcher away from you. And now I've got two. You yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, as for the, the, that's what I've, what I've found out is that pushes and interference are good. Yeah. <laughs> as well as three-inch melee ranges. 
are fucking great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As for schemes, we're looking for things like um, murder protege, assassinator, pretty good if you can get to the ma- to, to the master. Just because you can take your your melee beat stick, like say you have a Howard Langston with nimble, and you give him additional armor so he's going to stand up a little bit better, then you just ride him all the way to the boss, and then you know he nimbles, he charges, he takes his two actions, then C. Hoffman activates and just machine puppets over and over and over again to give him five attacks in a turn or something like that with his own two. Yeah. Flurry. If you're if you're good, you can move then flurry, then just get stupid amounts of attacks. Seems, yeah, it could be all right. It's not. It's certainly not bad. <laughs> yeah, I did. I uh, my yeah. I think that playing Rezzers and uh, Levy has made me like not fear assassinate very much. But I'm. I think Hoffman could definitely do it against the Rezzer guys if you put the effort in. Yeah, Howard's great at it anyway. So. If you if you mm-hmm. drag a keeper and you you have a really good run on the on the attack zone. He's got a critical strike, and he's got one RAM built in. If you give him program or um, uh, targeting systems and let him burn it before a turn when he gets to take a, just a stupid amount of attacks, he's coming in at yeah. minimum damage four. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill anything if he can... Outside of some corner cases where it's... Yeah. You know, you, you flip a black joker on a terrifying check or something, and End up, you know, not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that would not be great. He's also terrifying. Living the peacekeeper is so good. Um, he can do a lot of really good schemes with um, uh, plant explosives, deliver the message, things like that, because he can make watchers super watchers. Uh, you can either have a watcher that has nimble, so you can get eighteen inches or twelve inches in, drop a scheme marker, yeah. or you can give or them program directly. Yeah, move six inches, deliver the message, or move, you know, drop a scheme marker for the line in the sand, move six inches, drop a scheme marker for the line in the sand, and the next turn do it again, well, and again basically. And the other upgrade that reduces a two to a one, you can do deliver a message yeah. for one AP, so. Exactly. So you can move six inches and deliver for one, yep. Yeah, so uh, you so really good at that, one sure. on each of those, and then they, they're just, you have scheming bastards all over the place. Yep. And that is how what I about like uh <laughs> yeah you want to do the questions now? Uh, do you, what were you doing? Uh, Hoffman, he sounds fun. I think I might yeah need to pick up that box. There's a definite reason why he's one of my few double digits games. You know, in in two yeah. E. Uh, I bought well, him. I love the friendly obey. Yeah. I like all the models in the box with other stuff too, especially with being able to play them with Levy. Yeah, and it's very tempting, very very tempting. And I do have some guild stuff. Not that I play them as guild ever, but maybe this will give me a reason to. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Put me at three through. masters in guild, man. Uh, just just go through the questions right now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Joel Albrecht, like who is the uh, the guy uh, our, our our sort of Malifaux contact at Guardian Games, asks, "What is the capital of North Dakota?" And I am terrible at geography. I've always been it terrible. It is Bismarck. That sounds correct. Is South Dakota? I totally uh, it. Here? Huh? 
Was South Dakota's peer? Probably. Sounds uh, legit. It is. Um, it's peer. Yay. And J.C. Rolfe would ask about South Dakota correctly because it's it's spelled Pierre, but it's definitely peer. Anyway. Yeah. All right, <laughs> and then we have Joseph uh, Menier. That'd, that'd be sure. hard. Yeah. Uh, talk about the best constructs for him to borrow and vice versa. Whether Levy having his pariah of metal buddies or Ramos having avatar powers. Sure. Um, I think that the best things for him to grab from the MNSU are uh, Joss is great. He's just a really solid frontline model. He can create scrap, which would allow him to heal himself. If he gets down to the point where he's getting reactivate, you can heal him back up really easily. Um, I think Howard Langston, like I said earlier, is great. What he brings to the loop is Melee 7, which is fantastic. And if he gains you know, uh, one defense and some armor from upgrades and being in the loop himself, it makes him a lot more uh, difficult to put down. If you're looking scary. to have to, if you're looking at a, a scheme pool that has a lot of markers, bringing a peacekeeper is going to do quite a bit to get rid of those. But if you need more scheme marker removal, you can grab a uh, arachnid swarm to to get rid of some of those, just because, oh, yeah. they, which is pretty great. Um, yeah, I didn't think about those guys because I I've never seen them on the table. I've played against I've played against them once or twice, but not enough to really get them. But that. Their, their ability to discard ski markers is really good. Same thing with Howard. He's already fantastic, um, and if you're buffing him, it's just like, wow. So, Yeah. Uh, metal Gaming, which we already talked about. Yeah. The Metal Gaming we already talked about, they're yeah. fantastic with him because they got the cast 8, which is silly. Plus, they're, they're really good models for 4 points. They're not expensive. I mean, even if you don't want to put them in the loop or you don't want to put a Peacekeeper in the loop, they can use Protection of Metal to bump a Peacekeeper up from Defense 4 to Defense 6 pretty easily. And then you've got a Defense mm -hmm. 6, Armor 2, potentially Armor 3, Hard to Wound 1 model. That guy's never going down. Yeah, they're, they're a good pickup. Tony yeah. was actually already talking about picking them up, the Metal Game. Enough good for, choice. It's a solid choice. Expand his collection. Yep. Uh, uh, models to else steal? Uh, well, no, but the, the other question was how, who's good to borrow from him if you're using Pariah of Iron or Ramos is getting his avatar powers, which lets him hire some stuff. Um, Hunters are just really solid models for seven stones. The, they have yep. a lot of activation control as well as positional stuff with their built-in slow on chain harpoon. If you can get them shooting and hitting pretty easily, then you can drag them way out of position and give them slow at the same time. Um, they're yeah, they're the one I'm most excited about playing with Levy, for sure. Watchers are um, really good to steal because they're dirt cheap and they have, uh, like we said earlier, just amazing scheme potential. Yeah, they're really... They're, they're really good and something that Outcast doesn't have a ton of, which is cheap scheme guys. Like, yeah, they're they're much they're usually more expensive. Like, other than the Void Wretches, there's not much at four stones that can really go and do stuff. So, mm -hmm. they have flying, which is great. They're, they have negatives. They give negatives. Of, they have stubborns. So the negatives on willpower duels. Those guys are also good. I already picked one up actually, one of the medals out of a bin, just to. Yep. Try with Levy. Uh, what about what do you think about the Guardian? Uh, the Guardian is an interesting question. 
Um, I think the Guardian works best with Hoffman, and I'll get into this when we're answering Skeeter Atkins' question. Um, okay. But he brings a lot to the Hoffman crew. I don't think he brings a lot to much else. Like, his flat blade doesn't do a ton of damage, but it is melee 7 with 3-inch range. So if, you, if you're yeah. looking at, like, a, a squatter's rights and you want to be able to tie up multiple uh, scheme or squat markers, or if you're looking at um, uh, interference and you want to be able to engage lots of energies with uh, enemies with a relatively tough-to-put-down model, then he's, he's, your, he's your guy. But past that, like, Protect is a little crazy because you can give Protection out, but you need a 7-up. It's got a heal on it. He's he's really pretty decent, but he just brings so much to a Hoffman crew, it's hard for me to think about him outside of a Hoffman crew. Yeah. I think one of the things with Levy is there's just so many constructs. He yeah. does have the largest hiring pool in the game, which is crazy. And I was mad about when Zoraida didn't have it. <laughs> Plus hers is way worse because she has to pay an extra stone. And they're all really low willpower, which means they're easy to manipulate. Anyway, we're not talking about Zoraida. We're talking about Hoffman and how Levy can steal his stuff and abuse it. Yep. (laughs) Uh, The Guardian and Hunters would both be good. Levy, um, the Wardens even, too, would be decent, cheap, um, and tough. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Anchor points, which are good. One of the most yeah. ugly Leviticus crews I ever faced was against Miles, where he brought uh, a Teddy, uh, Howard Langston, and a Peacekeeper. Yeah, as his, as his, um, as his uh, anchor points, and then he brought a Killjoy. So the minute you take down one of these just ugly ass models, Killjoy's there. Hooray! <laughs> um, it was brutal. It was ugly. Yeah, I could see Ryle being fun too. He's a good he's a good shooter. He's got a great hydraulic fist is great. Three five seven with a, a a critical strike. If you can put if you can build that in, you can make him four six eight, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, he can heal himself, which makes him tough. He's got socially repressed, which gives him some interesting new movement. Uh, if you put if you put the nimble upgrade on him, he can move so fast, even with a walk four. Because yeah. he'll be like, nimble for four, socially repressed, before I do anything. Uh, then I'll mm-hmm. charge for six, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's stuff to bring with Levy. I mean, like I said, Levy's got options for days, so that's one of the yeah. things I'm looking forward to trying with him is just playing a ton of different stuff. Yeah. Because I like that, uh, as we found when I played Ten Thunders. <laughs> yep. Options are good. Our next question, I'm going to read the question. Uh, it's from Skeeter Atkins. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the best way to set up his loops. <sighs> is this for me? Because it's 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 something that I I've no put a idea. lot of thought into. Yeah. Yes, I think that the okay. I have no idea. I really. The, the, I, there are I two zone out when it happens. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, there are two important things you need to think about when you're setting up a power loop for for C. Hoffman. Um, the first is, what is that group trying to accomplish? Uh, for instance, you want a high defense because it's going to be tougher to hit. You're automatically getting a six willpower because Hoffman's got six willpower. He's bringing it in. Um, so you'll probably want someone with, like, if you're going for a melee-heavy group, which is pretty easy to do, 
with with Hoffman and his allocation of models. Um, bringing in things with melee seven can make everybody just ridiculously good at hitting things, which is why Howard Langston is high on my list of things to hire in from the MNSU because he comes with a melee seven attack, and he gets the extra willpower and the extra defense. Um, yeah. Guardians are also good for the same reason. If you don't want to bring Howard Langston, bring a Guardian, and that gives you both Defense 6 and Melee 7 for one 8-stone model. Um, Plus they're really the close cool zero action. Plus they're really close cool zero action. Um, if you can bring in a Guardian and a Rail Golem, melee, and tie them both into the loop, he's Melee 7 paired. So he'll be flipping twice, taking in the higher, and he's at melee seven. He's usually a melee five, so it's it's brutal. Um, the other thing you have to, and, and then you can also shoot for you know the shooting kind of things where you tie in Ryle, who's got shooting five, and then you tie in a uh, watcher who's got shooting six, and you tie in a hunter who's got shooting uh, five as well, and all of a sudden your hunter and your Ryle are shooting six and hitting more often with their relatively devastating attacks. Meanwhile, the watcher's yeah. just sort of chilling there, saying, "Yeah, I got, I got you guys," which is cool because his attack is called Sky Eye. Literally, he's scouting the field for them. Um, so the answer, the first, the first part is you need to know what you want your your contingent of constructs to be able to do, and then build the two or three models that you need to, you know, loop in and then focus on. Keep it to like, in, keep it in, keep it in odd numbers. I would say because you're going to be able to get one for free, and then you want to spend one action doing it for two guys or two actions doing it for four guys, if you're really going for a big group. That's going to let you, you know, I can activate, I'm going to auto-loop in my Metal Game in, I'm going to cast it once to loop in uh, Hoffman, no, uh, Howard Langston, and I'm going to cast it once to loop in, you know, my Warden, let's say. Um, then from there, you have your, your two action, your two other AP to, you know, hand out extra APs and make Howard Langston go murder face. The last thing you want to pay attention to is your activation order. See Hoffman, uh, and I actually wrote the uh, pull my finger guide on C. Hoffman, so if you go up and read that, uh, a lot of these thoughts are expressed there as well. C. Hoffman is, is very much sort of a best, um, it's almost like a computer program, how well you want to sort of know you're into and out of a loop. So if you activate Hoffman first on the first turn and loop a bunch of things, then you want to activate him very last on the second turn so that the loop falls off after everyone's gotten two full turns of working with it. Um, then again, you'll activate him first on the third turn to get everybody back into the loop, and then last on the fourth turn to keep everyone in the loop for as long as they can. Uh, it's the same thing with his on-site assimilation um, power distribution thing, the um, tap power. If you tap power on something at the beginning of, or at the end of one turn, and then at the beginning of the next turn, then you can get double fast for one slow, right? Uh, so the, the best ways to do it are think about what you want the, the loop to be able to do, and try and super plan ahead your activation order, putting Hoffman early on a turn when you're about to start a loop, and late on a turn when you're coming to the end of it. And that will let you get the most out of the loop before... You, before you, you lose the looping. And you don't have to loop every turn. You can loop every other turn. Uh, there will be times when someone tries to pull you out of the loop, which is fine. Like, if you have to drop out so you can drop a bunch of healing, then that's just how you have to do it, and that's fine. But those are the sort of, those are the highlights for me in trying to make Hoffman 
um, optimized. <laughs> it's really interesting from for to me from a sort of perfectionist standpoint. I want to make my you know melee seven hunter do a, so much damage before he loses that melee seven, and then when he does, I'm like, all right, now Hoffman can just use the melee seven Howard Langston three times. And then at the beginning of next turn, I'll loop and use Howard Langston two more times, and then everyone gets all that extra buffing. Yeah. Uh, from the Twitter, all right. we do have one other question. This is from before, at before, uh, at, at B-E-F we beg. Beth we beg, that's it. Uh, which is before me, before we begins Twitter. Uh, hosted by Dan. Uh, we had a question. Are you ever tempted to model him as a Terminator or RoboCop? Being from Detroit? Go ahead, yeah, sure. <laughs> Which one? RoboCop Mo- the Hop- or Terminator? RoboCop. Oh, definitely RoboCop. You think RoboCop? Because um, he's not I... actually a robot like Terminator. He's a man in a robot suit. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I actually I'll tell you what, I would be tempted. I got from Mars, so I, yeah, I essentially got it pre-painted. Oh, see, if I were to do it, I think I would model him as a German man in a leather jacket with extra chest hair. Why? <laughs> David Hasselhoff, the Hoff. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's, if uh, I were to do John, it. John, who plays at Flatlands Games, always calls him the Hoff, and every time he says it, I can only think of <laughs> a picture of David Hasselhoff oh looking super if 80s. I to, if I were to do my own conversion on a Hoffman, I would probably do um, like a big purple cloak, a red and purple helmet. He's levitating off the... I would make him Magneto, basically. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. But... uh. The the actual model is sweet, so actually both of the actual model. models are really cool. I've yeah. The new one's probably cooler. Just because he's got that fist up in the air, like he's gonna punch someone right in their mouth. With his oh I got one more I got one more notification. We got one more question. Oh man. Nope, we got a like. We got a like. Nope. Negative. That's it. That's oh. all of them. Four questions. All right. If you have um, any questions for us, go ahead and post them up on our Twitter feed or that uh, thing, and we'll try and answer them um, on the Twitter. Like we're the show doesn't end when we're done podcasting. You can listen and mm-hmm. interact with us whenever you want. We're at NWM yep. Podcast on the tweets. Yep. 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 All right. So, do you want to talk about? Our thought, our thing. We want to, we want to do our pregame talk, or what? Yeah, let's do the pregame talk. Let's. Uh, okay, so uh, Alan and I are looking to play a game, probably tomorrowish, and we want to do a quick uh, stealing of the before we begin format, so we can basically set up and do a quick, very, very, very quick uh, thoughts on what we want to do for that game tomorrow. I. I'm going to declare. Oh no! I right, closed that thing. first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, t- t- what's the name of the website that does the strats and schemes? I don't know. All right. 
I am going to declare uh, I don't know who I'm going to declare. What? <laughs> Do you want me to declare first with that help? No. I mean, it shouldn't. It shouldn't help. Yeah. Well, I think if, if I think I should declare. This is tough. I got a lot of stuff I've been enjoying playing. Yeah, I've got I've, a lot of stuff that I haven't. I think I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do so that I can do that, and then I'm not going to play that. I'm going to announce guild. And I'm going to declare uh, outcasts. Awesome. <laughs> I, will be, I will not be playing C. Hoffman. Um, <laughs> I don't get no? to. I'm not having right. 10 games played. He's not, he's not on my Oh, own. yeah. All right. So uh, we should pull up some strats and schemes. We should have did this like earlier. But... Just use the use the uh, at Malifaux schemes thing, right? How fast? Is it? I mean, it's, okay. Uh, yes. At MWM podcast. Doing it right now. Arshuva, yeah. At uh, Malifaux strats. I don't so have. Rudy them. says that. I don't have them friended. Okay. Sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> All right, talk about what what you think when you're playing against Guild, uh, when you're playing against Outcast as Guild. Well, my and it's on Vassal, so it doesn't mean I could play any of the Masters, and probably will. All of the, the the crazy thing about Outcast is all of them are so different. Uh, when I'm looking at facing guild, I'm usually worried about either Leviticus or the Vickies. Though, Terra, Jackdaw, and Hamelin can all stick it to you just as easily. And Misaki is usually a wild card for me because I don't think people would play Misaki as not Ten Thunders because she's so much better in Ten Thunders. Um, I'm hoping that we get strategies that are mostly... Uh, I guess uh, scheme markery because I know that that can be difficult for outcast crews. They don't have a lot of cheap interactors, um, and as guild, I can play that pretty easily. Um, the problem being that you need to have things survive, and if the vikis are killing everything, you can't be placing scheme markers. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I feel when I'm looking at facing outcasts. Yeah. How do you feel when you hear Guild is coming to the table? Uh, I'm alright with it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so there's yeah, there's a lot of uh, variety in the Guild. That's one of the biggest problems with there. I want to try and bring stuff that's going to be good against shooting because they have a lot of that that's good, usually. Um, just, did. just keeping in mind yeah, I did it quiet though. Does it is it just as bad? I always do it quiet. It out. It's okay. You don't right. always. Sometimes they're they're more than usual, but this time. We'll yeah, see. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Since I don't know how to do the new strats on the Malfo schemes, we got an old one. Yep. I think right. it's like a hashtag gaining grounds or something, but GG I didn't know. Something like that. Anyway, so we have Reconnoiter. Boo. <laughs> my, my least favorite strategy. 
with the schemes of breakthrough, assassinate, make them suffer, frame for murder, and our deployment is standard. Okay. Ooh. So, uh, from a from a scheme and strategy standpoint, do we want to just make our cruise real quick and then? Uh, we can talk about what we're thinking about. I well, mean, if we okay. do that, though, then we're going to know. I mean, you're going to know what we're thinking about, yeah. yeah I'll tell you, you're going to know what I'm going to play. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, from a reconnoiter standpoint, I've got two ways to go. Uh, my first way is to go with a McCabe crew with lots of, like, a few really strong beater shooters and then uh, a lot of tiny things like Luna and Guildhounds and things like that. And then just sort of try to engage their big attackers and let my dogs overwhelm quarters. The other option... I like this, would make them suffer in the pool. <laughs> with make them suffer in the pool, that's, that's probably yeah, dangerous. The other question... Oh, this is going to be ugly. Reconnoiter with, with make them suffer. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the other option <laughs> is to rock a Sonya Crid crew and try Ugh. and bring Crid with reincarnation, try and get some, you know, big models dead early and re Witchling Stalkers. Uh, with the errata being that you can't uh, summon a Stalker on the same action that they're gaining burning... Uh, it's a little bit harder to do now, but it's not as hard to do as I would like for it to be, to be honest, if I'm being honest. Um, I also enjoy McMorning in this because I can have a lot of I can have a lot of models that are relatively low cost and then keep them up with nurses, but since I'm at 10 games played with McMorning, I know I'm not playing him. Uh, I also like the idea of bringing hunters because if I can drop a hunter right at the edge of a, of a section and then chain spear someone into it, then they don't get to count because they're in the middle, or they don't get to count because they're on the line. Um, yeah. Those are the sort of things that I'm thinking about when we get to this game. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely... Reconnoiter is kind of a monkey wrench for my outcasts, as they're mainly killy and mainly elite. Granted, we're, th thankfully, we're playing on Vassal, so I got a few more options. I think, given... Just Mizaki's abilities versus Levy's, I would be playing Levy. Oh, absolutely. Because he can bring in a lot of cheap, good stuff. If he brings Pariah of Iron, I can bring Metal Gaming in. Yeah, I can bring in Flesh well, Constructs. You can summon, <laughs> you can use either Rusty or Levy to summon oh, yeah. Abominations, Abominations, which, also which is also good in Reconnoiter. Yep. Yeah, that's that's definitely where I would be at. I think that you would know that without me even telling you. So, with and then knowing the people also, who you play, yeah, with that's that, I think you're going to go for. Also, Maybe. with the options of make them suffer, assassinate on the board, those are both ones the one. that Levy yeah. can do very well, and Rusty can do very well. They're 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 all about that. Yeah, uh, I think it would be hard for me not to take those. Frame for murder, I do love, so I could end up going for that one. Thankfully you don't have to, you don't announce any of those. So. Yeah. Well, once he announces Leviticus, mm -hmm. I'm going to strike assassinate from my uh, list of available <laughs> schemes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
uh, I well, might Sonya, go for Sonya could do it, man. For making him suffer. No, but yeah, just, is, yeah, you're never gonna get out everything. Yeah, you can't get full points on it, other than like just silliness. No, you can't even because it doesn't count, right? Nope. Anyway, yeah. You, well, he, you... he counts as killed at the end of the encounter, so you can potentially, yeah. technically, get assassinate on him on turn. Which means you can get five, two, two points. points for it, right? Uh, yeah. No, one point for it. Because it's two or three. Yeah, is that true? Oh, assassinate. Anyway, so yeah, two or three. You can potentially get two points for it. You're never going to get three points for it, unless you're yeah. playing Terra. <laughs> but you're not, because you're playing I'm killed. Not. Yeah. Ha. Uh, so I'm thinking make them suffer because you'll probably be bringing... Like, if you bring in Abominations, I'll have to kill Abominations anyway. Um, it is Reconnoiter, so... And uh, maybe Frame for Murder because if you're playing Leviticus, I know that you're going to kill something with one of them. <laughs> you just got to put it on the right guy and, and... Pray. Fake me out and get me to kill him. Plus I'll probably have Rusty also, so it'll be... You'll have multiples for murdering. Yep. Although Rusty is probably going to spend a lot of time... Well, her zero, her her summon is a zero, so she doesn't have everything there. Anyway, yeah, I mean that's a pretty straightforward scheme pool for me with levy. Mine will I think be I would, straightforward once I see it's levy on the table. Now, as long as I don't, as long as I think, well, like if you were playing McMorning, assassinate might not be there. I don't. How does McCabe work with assassinate? When you kill him on twice? the horse, you don't get to count him as killed. When you kill him on the ground, you yeah. do get to count him as killed. Yeah, that sounds not fun. Once you get him off of his horse, he's pretty easy going down. Like, he's going to die pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. But it's the getting him off the horse. I, I've never played against McCabe, so it, it would be interesting to try, and I probably wouldn't take it in Reconnoiter. Mm. I'd probably go for the last two, make them suffer in frame for murder. I don't know how killing McCabe is, but he can I can always good. guarantee. He can yeah. he can get there. Like his his uh, he's got some upgrade shenanigans that would be pretty fun for that. It's gonna be an it'd be an interesting list for me because I'm I've played like a lot of big elite stuff with Levy, but not a lot of cheapo stuff. It'd be fun. It's gonna be fun. And yeah, the ability to just summon uh, abominations is gonna be good. I mean, my thought for you. You yeah. buy 20 stones worth of uh, flesh constructs and metal gammon. <laughs> yeah. And then the metal gammon make uh, the flesh constructs defense 6. Yeah, that seems alright. And they're both constructs, so you can do it, why not? Yeah. I just have to worry about you attacking willpower. Who do I have? That What's Sonya attack? What is Sonya attack? Are you doing McCabe or Sonya? I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm thinking you got to power game it over the night. Yeah, I'm going to sleep on it, and then in the morning I'm going to wake up and be like, that's filthy. No, I have something that I've been it's wanting to try out with Sonya, so I think I'm going to go all Sonya. All day. You're going to be at work all day tomorrow. What time are you off tomorrow? <laughs> I get off work at 6 tomorrow. There's another time. thing we could potentially do is time. play for a little bit, and then I can do dinner, and then we can play for a little bit and finish it up. Just divide yeah. it out. Anyway, so, yeah, so that'll cool. be fun. Uh, we don't have, we don't have, I, I don't have one of those handy dandy uh, before we begin business cards, so I don't remember all the other things. I mean, at this point, we we don't have a map, so it's kind of hard to actually pick 
everything. We can't deploy because we're on the map. It'd be silly to set it up now. So yeah, look forward to hearing the rest of our before we begin hack job. <laughs> uh, we should come up with a different name, like uh, the 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 start of the match. How we get started? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. We love you. No, that it's not because we like yeah. It, it's a good it's a good premise, which is why it should be done. And it's not like we're trying to replace you. It's just something that we thought of. Well, we should we should play a game this week. Maybe we'll talk about it beforehand. It's not like we're gonna steal his gimmick. I'm probably gonna catch hell for it. I'm prepared for that. Yeah, you are. Oh, you I'll are. get chewed out. I'll get chewed out for. <laughs> All right. And then we'll. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna play probably tomorrow night, which is irrelevant because this podcast won't come out. Till after that, I'm sure. And you then, will uh, be surprised. All right, good. Then we'll live stream the game, probably. You gonna live stream it on um, Twitch? If we're gonna, maybe we could. Right, I mean, we don't have to. We could do that. Well, and it's then, like if we do do that, then one sitting. If we don't do that, then oh right, we'll yeah, have we to can't pause in the middle. But if we start at three o'clock my time, six o'clock your time, that wouldn't be too bad. But are you willing to wait to eat until like eight or nine? Is the is the biggest question. Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. I mean, I could just grab something as we were getting started. We wouldn't be able to start right at six. Probably start at like six thirty. True. We'll try it. Okay. You guys have listened to all our planning of our games now. <laughs> this is why what we should do is we should record a tag at the end, just so we can tack it on, like, you know, wherever. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's always the same. Consistent. That's what they. That's what most of the other podcasts do. We should probably get. All right, on. So let's do it right now, and you're gonna edit it in. Okay. All right. So you want to do it or shall I? Uh, sure. I'll so start we'll and say. Time in unison. I'm gonna you say, say every other word. I'll say the first one. Say thank you for listening to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. You can reach us on email via blah blah blah, and then you jump in with the or on Twitter at the blah blah blah. Thanks for listening, or some other outro. Are you ready? Oh, man, too much pressure. We're going to do take one. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's gonna be every episode, Rudy. Well, if it's bad, we can redo it. Ever. That's true. We could always we could change. We could do a new one every week. Except we did that, and now we're trying to change doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Uh, thank you for listening for the to the what, what's our I almost said before we begin. That's my part. You're just coming in. I'm done talking. Oh, why don't you get to start? I don't know. Do you want to start? Do you know why I get to start? It's because I'm doing email and you get to do the Twitter. All right, and I don't know the email address. So. At MW, it's the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clean slate. Here we go. All right, all right, we're ready? Yes. I'm ready. Thank you for listening to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. You can reach us via email at mwmpodcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at, at mwmpodcast. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Or, <laughs> or more whatever. Than a week. <laughs> Good night. Good enough. <laughs> I think I'm leaving the good enough in too. That's gonna be great. When I was the top, my 
and stories to warn me of the dangers that were laying before me to keep it in a rest and she would hide the lesson to guide my direction provide the right message in time i developed a sense of her embellishments hence i was rebellious against what she was telling me when i was a teen i pretended that my demons were friends i defended the place yo and that was the case slurred speech tripping off of my face the world creeped as i slipped to the awfulest place you could imagine not the average things you see on acid my granddad bloody hovering on a speaker cabinet laughing in a raspy tone covered in maggots a snack on his mass of the bone i couldn't grasp it did it double dismount